Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Good morning, good morning. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and I'm here with my co-host today, Marie Wallace. Good morning. And uh, thank you for joining us this morning. We are here every Thursday live um, for our Braveheart Conversations. You can find us on our Facebook group, Braveheart Conversations, or you can find us on all the different podcasting platforms, so Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, um, and you can join in all the conversations on our Facebook group as well. So thank you wherever you are joining us from. We're glad you're here. And today uh, we're going to talk about, we've had so many different uh, conversations that have come up this year because we're just so full of topics all around us, exciting things. <laughs> um, I could exactly. go for a little less excitement this year. Yes, yes, but, for sure. Um, you know, I think we're all kind of um, concerned. Um, Frustrated. Frustrated, <laughs> yeah, with the debates that just happened, and so we want to address that conversation. Um, what do we do? What do we do when we feel so helpless and powerless when our authority figures just seem to be acting like children? <laughs> that was exactly the thought I had in my head. <laughs> acting like children. Five-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty brutal to watch. I know um, a lot of people decided to just turn it off because... It was, it was, yeah, I was screaming at the television by the end, just shut up, please. Because um, I couldn't hear what anybody had to say because everybody was talking over everybody else and nobody's following rules and it was frustrating. So this morning I was really reflecting on how, how those two men are mirroring us. They're mirroring the collective. And I'm all about personal responsibility and what can I do? What can we do differently? And um, I can't change the way that the presidential candidates behave. I can't change the way anyone in the government behaves. Like they're, they're responsible for their behavior. But I can look at how their behavior is a reflection of my behavior, our mm -hmm. behavior as a collective. And so I do think that we have some things to take responsibility for. We saw um, those two men behaving um, in, in polarities, right? They, they uh, demonstrated hatred for each other. Yeah. A lot of mocking, disrespect, um, degrading, a, degrading yeah. accusations. It was ugly. And, um, to be honest, it was a huge reflection of what I've seen in social media. Um, it's a huge reflection of what I've seen even in, um, personal relationships. I mm -hmm. watch people sling mud on the other side right? Whatever the other side is. People have some very strong um, opinions and stances right now. And what is concerning to me is not that people have opinions. I think that it's great to know what you believe, but I see a lot of dehumanizing happening. I see a lot of people 
um, rejecting not just someone else's ideas, but rejecting other people and whole groups and demonizing whole groups. And that's where I see our behavior is very reflected by uh, what we see on television by our leaders. So how do we get to change that? How do we get to hold our beliefs and also honor other people? I think that it's so important um, that if I hold a belief or opinion, I'm still not shutting down my curiosity. I still get to be curious about what other people believe and why, and I get to be open-minded. Um, and I, and honoring honoring yeah yeah you're um, human and <laughs> even if i don't agree with someone's stance i can still empathize and understand why they're coming from that space um why they came to that conclusion and that's still helpful if i just write them off as stupid and an idiot and um you know, not worthy of breath. Like I've seen a lot of yeah. really awful, awful it statements. It tears into you. Yeah, um, and and I get really concerned that we are literally, um, we're we're going to push ourselves into civil war. This is when you know when we dehumanize people, we're capable of incredible violence. You know, break open any history book, and you'll see the violence that we're capable of when we make the other side bad and wrong, and. Um, I really don't believe that that would be beneficial to any of us. I think that we're beyond that. We're above that. I hope we are anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe we're capable of better. So um, let's identify where we are behaving like what we just saw on television that looked so appalling to so many of us. Um, but how are we doing that? How are we behaving that way towards our neighbors, towards other people on Facebook, towards... Um, even family members or friends that don't agree with us. How are our conversations being mirrored in their conversation? So, Marie, what are your thoughts after that horrific <laughs> display of character on TV? I think, like you said, and it hurts my heart because I feel that the work that we we do is is to unify people and to bring them closer together and to see others um, in their humanness mm -hmm. you know no matter what kind of opinions they have or what whatever their beliefs are it's it's still what they hold to be true mm -hmm. and and where is the commonality so Yes, I was just very frustrated. There was a point where I go, this is not effective. No. It's it's going nowhere. And so I actually ended up turning it off. I go, if this is what it's going to be all about, I, I can't be in this space. Because I feel like I can disagree with someone mm -hmm. very easily. And I want to go back to what you said about being curious. Because I do know people who have other opinions. And I, I'm i going, so why do you have this opinion? Mm -hmm. What, where, where do you find this? And then I find the commonalities. And I go, oh, well, I can see why you think that. However, if I demonize them or make them or dehumanize them in any way, then I've already cu cut them off and I've cut off the connection or the possibilities mm -hmm. of ever unifying with them. And so it's, it's just having those conversations that bridge those differences versus um, isolates and pushes away because the more that we 
like you said, the more that we keep pushing these people out like this, then yeah, we will get in a civil war. And I don't like that feeling. Yeah, yeah, I feel a lot of polarity. I've never felt this uh, separate. You and yeah. me and them and yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not like those people as if those people are like you less said, than less than or any different yeah and that's that's deeply concerning to me um i think that we have a lot of factors that are pushing us apart and uh and polarizing us where we think that you know our way is the right way and i don't understand how anybody could think that um you know a lot of us have also become more aware of social media and the part that it's playing in how you know, we're just being reaffirmed in a lot of our beliefs. So when we search something, we are seeing more of the same because mm -hmm. it's showing us similar things to what we've searched in the past. Mm -hmm. And so it's just reaffirming our own biases. And See, I I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> How could anybody think that over there? Because obviously there's the proof is right evidence. here. Yeah. And so we're being really duped by a lot of uh, tech systems and we're not actually getting a very well-rounded um, view of all of the information. And I, I'm really concerned about that. You know, uh, I read a book a while back called The Big Sort. And it, it was written a while back, it's not a new book, but um, it, it was very interesting seeing how we have physically been sorting ourselves. We've mm. literally relocated ourselves to places where we get political agreement or religious agreement, and uh, we're moving ourselves into different neighborhoods that are more similar to us. And, mm -hmm. and we are not surrounded by very much diversity or difference anymore. And um, it's interesting to read that book and then see now, a few years later, how What's we've just going on. continued that, um, that pattern. And so we do get to make the conscious decision. We get to be responsible for uh, creating variety in our lives, literally choosing to make ourselves uncomfortable, choosing to be around people who disagree with us and not treating them with judgment and not... Uh, making them less than, but being curious. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean I have to give up my opinion. It's just taking in new information. Am I open to digesting new information and then making yeah. new conclusions? And um, I always get to be ready to adjust my opinion to whatever new information comes in, right? That's just... That's how we grow as human beings. We get new information, new wisdom, new research, new whatever, and we update. And that's what I'm seeing we're not doing right now, is we're not updating our not opinions. Not evolving. No, we're stuck <laughs> in our opinions, and then anything that that is different from that, we feel threatened by, and we cut it out. And um, that's so deeply concerning, and that's where we get to take responsibility. We get to consciously choose to be surrounded by a diverse set of opinions mm -hmm. and people and celebrate that you know I see a lot of people on Facebook I won't be your friend if you don't believe in blah 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 <laughs> and here's my checklist and you have to be just like this well I understand not wanting to be around negativity and I have some boundaries I'm all for boundaries uh, with people but that to me is more about respect if someone is going to come in my space and not 
have constructive conversations. They're not going to be allowed to sit and name call and, and be uh, dehumanizing other people. But they're totally, totally welcome to come and disagree. Sure. Well, the perspectives are always nice. I, I like looking at other people's perspectives or hearing them. So why do you think that? Mm -hmm. Why? And then, like you said, I'm monitoring and adjusting how I think and feel because truth evolves. Yes. And how we are growing as people, that evolves over time with, like you said, new information. And so shutting off this other person mm -hmm. keeps me from growing and learning and seeing things and shutting them off also increases that divisiveness mm -hmm. and then we can't we can't agree to disagree even we're mm -hmm. we're just shutting them off and and we need that connection we need each other we need that unity to evolve as a collective mm -hmm. and to become better humans so. yeah yeah and i think you know we've had so many opportunities this year to approach things with curiosity and openness you know i look at even you know the mask issue well if you don't wear a mask you're selfish i saw one post if you don't wear a mask you're you're a narcissist and a sociopath and i'm thinking like oh my gosh or um, they're shoving the door on people if they don't have it i mean they take it upon themselves to be the judge jury and you know conviction yeah um it's it's been really uh, I've been very saddened by watching humans yeah. react to each other because we have absolutely no idea where other people are coming yeah. from. You don't know if that person has a lung disease and can't wear a mask or, I, I mean, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to have um, differences with each other. But when we make someone else bad and wrong and even inhuman, mm -hmm. um, that's deeply concerning and um, I can be passionate I can be passionate about wearing a mask and I can still be totally okay if somebody else and I don't have to make them morally less than no right and if you have a concern then you stay home <laughs> or you can you can say you know hey in this situation I'd be so much more comfortable if you'd wear a mask do you mind doing yeah. that you know that's that's way different than saying, Marie, I can't believe you're so selfish. I know. <laughs> you don't even care about my health. <laughs> That's so different. Um, there are ways that we can be respectful and still communicate our needs, still be assertive, um, still be proactive. And, and we also get to see that every situation is different. Mm -hmm. um, and someone might have different priorities. Um, you know... I'm a mediator and I'm in high conflict situations where um, facial expressions and communication is really vitally important mm -hmm. and and we have coronavirus and so I leave it up to them to decide you know do you want to wear a mask is that going to be more comfortable for you or are you going to feel better being able to communicate fully and, and understand, yeah. you know, so we have competing priorities and I don't get to have judgment towards someone for having whatever, whatever stance that they have. Um, I just think we get to be a whole lot more gracious with each other when we communicate what we want and what our needs are. Um, and kindness goes a long way it in that, too. It goes a long <laughs> way. It goes a long way. We ha I've seen so much name-calling 
and we can have opinions without name calling. Um, we can be uh, deeply wounded. We can have had a lot of trauma and we can still choose to be kind. We can still choose to set boundaries. And I'm not saying that people won't think that you're a, a terrible person. Just like, you know, last week, I think it was, I talked about uh, setting a boundary with someone in my home where I said they couldn't bring in yeah. any alcohol and, and he didn't think I was kind They'll have person. all kinds of opinions. <laughs> but I didn't have to approach that with name calling and making that person bad and wrong and judging their lifestyle. And I don't really feel any of that. I just, it's I just my kindly set my boundaries and we can be doing this in so many different areas um even if they are the ones negative so it can be one-sided mm -hmm. where i'm still kind and and uh -huh. even if they have an issue because it actually diffuses it when you don't react and you don't get emotionally involved mm -hmm. just saying um, going back to the example of the communicating the boundary if I do that, this is a boundary that I need for me, and mm -hmm. I do that without emotional investment in it. It's just the way it is. Yep. No matter how that comes back, right? If it reverberates, well, you are, and and all these name callings and things on that side, it doesn't it doesn't affect me because I have this shield of this is what is right for me, and I I'm convinced and convicted. I think is the word I'm looking for. I'm convicted in that boundary. And so then it doesn't matter. Will I, will I um, listen to your side? Probably. It depends on how ugly it gets. But at the same time, I'm still willing to listen to all the, your objections. If you do that in a, in a very civil honoring way. Yeah. Yeah, and there's really no issue that we can't we can't be no. that way. I, I think one thing that um, that brought up for me is when we change our conversation, just small wording when I say I choose, blah 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 versus you are <laughs> or you I need is a to. very nice thing. If you can't argue with how someone feels or chooses. I have the well, power could, does work. <laughs> to choose for me. And so it's honoring if I'm saying I choose to blah, blah, blah. I choose to have an alcohol-free home. That was boundary for me, right? Mm -hmm. I choose to wear a mask. I choose to whatever the thing is that people do. Um, it doesn't have to be you need to. Um, it's, it's not about you. This is, this is me, my choice, my boundary. Uh, very, very different than saying what someone else has to do, needs to do, should do. Um, and, and that's going to elicit defensiveness and attacks mm -hmm. when we start from that paradigm. Um, and maybe it's just all of my years in Al-Anon that helps me really stay stuck on my side of the street. What do I need to do to clean up my side of the street? Um, somebody else's side of the street is none of my business. But how am I treating people? Mm -hmm. How am I managing my own boundaries and my own needs? That's my business, nothing else. We, it looks like we have some. We do. Um, Erica, good morning. Hi, Erica. Um, John. So John uh, says, good morning, Jillian, just letting you know that this other people still loves you. John <laughs> is my co-mediator. 
And um, John and I, one of the absolute beautiful things about our relationship is we come from very different political paradigms and religious and paradigms. And he still loves you. <laughs> we work so well together. Like, I love John to death. And um, there's no judgment ever towards each other. And I just, I, I so value and honor that relationship. And I get to model exactly what we're talking about here. And, um, yeah, I just, I couldn't have asked for a better... It's a nice feeling to be able to disagree with someone and get those perspectives and hear their side of things. And I mean, because it would be very boring if we were all the same. It It doesn't need to be this exciting, but it doesn't... (laughs) Well, and we actually compliment and value each other when we come from differences of opinion. If we aren't devaluing each other, and that's the key, is we get to see, yes, we're very different, and you bring some values to the table that maybe aren't as much of a priority for me, but they're a big priority Mm -hmm. for you, and because of that, we actually make a better team, and we actually um, make a better collective. So I agree with Abby. I was hoping for that too. Some Abby kind of unity. <laughs> I was really hoping that the past 9-11 would bring some kind of unity. Uh, Abby's my sister. And uh, yeah, good morning, Abby. Um, yeah, I, I think we've, we've already had some hard lessons <laughs> about lack of unity. And mm-hmm. it is hard when we see that we're not learning from them or not learning fast enough. It's disappointing. Um, but we are the collective. We are the ones that will be bridging that gap and creating unity. We are, we are one. Which is why we are having this conversation. Hi, Lori. Good morning, Lori. I love you so much. I have not seen your face in forever. Um, yeah. So thank you all for being here and joining this conversation. Uh, so yes, my message is this morning that I really want to get across is we are all feeling a little frustrated and helpless, but we are not helpless because we get to model exactly what we've seen on TV. We get to see that they're mirroring our behavior and we do get to be responsible and we are not helpless. We are not helpless at all in how we choose to treat our neighbor and how we choose to treat those that disagree with us. That is the biggest key. How are you treating other people that disagree with you? Are you approaching them with love and care and and um, kindness and honor? Yeah, are you treating them the same as another human that agrees with you? Because to me, that is my measure. Am I treating all humans the same? Am I treating someone who agrees with everything that I say the same as someone who disagrees with everything that I say? Um, That's really important to me. And we've had a lot of talks about boundaries and Mm -hmm. uh, that you don't have to choose to have everybody in your space and all of these things. Yes, yes, yes. And, and you can still be kind to everyone. You can be kind to everyone who is inside your circle, outside your circle. Um, we can we can always speak with our actions. What we choose to do is so much more powerful than what we say. And we can be saying that we are standing for love and our side is the right <laughs> side and we're the kind side and we're the selfless side and we're the blah, 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 blah. 
and, and our behavior can be saying something so very different. And so I encourage you today to be honest, honest about your actions and how you are treating other people who disagree with you and are you treating them as less than human beings. Um, I've seen some posts recently like <laughs> memes or pictures of someone drowning. Mm -hmm. um, Donald Trump drowning, uh, Pelosi drowning, you know, different political figures. And then asking if you saw this person drowning, what would you do? And I've been so appalled to see comments like, well, I'd throw rocks at them, or yeah. I'd yell names at them, or I'd watch them drown and I'd like it. And that is so concerning because this is where we tip into violence and we tip into, um, dehumanization and we are capable of horrific violence when we do that and so even if I disagree with those people they're still humans first and foremost they're still a living breathing human being and where do we lose our values where we've decided that our side is more important than human life so to magnify what we just said too as far as um what we are able to do when we stand up and we act out of honor, integrity, and kindness, then that ripples as well. And all of us unified together on that stance will ripple out into the world way bigger if we if we do that. So just magnify the the model the and model and magnify the behavior that you are seeking because there is power in us as individuals and then us as collectives. Yeah. Starting with myself, it ripples into my family and how my family responds ripples out into the community and the world. So yes, there is power in making the decisions for ourselves in that particular arena. So and we got to see how ugly that behavior was on TV. So where, where are we? interrupting each other? Where are we calling each other names? Where are we accusing people of lying or all the things mocking each other? Where are we not giving them a lifeline? <laughs> belittle people or dehumanize them. Where are we doing those things and where do we get to look at that mirror and how disgusting it was? How do we get to see that and then go, oh, that's in me too. Yeah. And how do I get to change that? And how do I get to come from a place of love instead of all of this division? Because I know that everybody I've talked to, they're concerned. They're concerned that that was, that was, whoa, really, really glaring, awful behavior. Um, but it's really a reflection. So what is it reflecting to us? Where do we get to improve our communication and our non-judgment non towards each other? We all have a part and our leaders are simply an extension of us. And that's not fun to look at. <laughs> no, not at all. So um, I don't see any more questions. I love you, Abby. Thank you. Um, glad you were all here today. And uh, we'll let's unite. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll join you next week. Every Thursday morning, we're here uh, to speak with you all. Hopefully, we won't have any more like super exciting topics <laughs> based on the, the collective. 
what we all choose to do. But um, if you have any topic suggestions or things that you would like for us to address, we love to get your requests. You're welcome to um, email me personally at defytheaverage at gmail.com or you can email Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. We love any questions or yeah. Yeah. even disagreements, just I like totally, we were talking about. Totally, yeah. Email yeah. us some disagreements. Um, but yeah, we, we would love to have some suggestions or any of your personal dilemmas. If you want to be anonymous, we can do that as well. Um, so again, we're here live every Thursday morning. You can find us on facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. You can also find all of our past episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, all the different places. And with that, we'll go ahead and close up this week. I hope you all have a phenomenal week and stay loving out there. Have those hard conversations. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.